The kakadu plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Good morning, Night City! I'm a DJ that doesn't really matter in this narrative, surprisingly, but I am Adam Ganser, one of the hosts of your favorite video game podcast, One Upsmanship, and I am brought with my heavily uh, modified friend. Please introduce yourself. What's up, everybody out there in Radio Land? I'm a DJ that does matter, coming at you live for your drive time hour. <laughs> Michael Swain. Mm, you are. And uh, I, I I like what you've a done DJ with your eyes. A DJ that matters. Yeah, <laughs> we are DJs that matter uh, in this universe. But in in uh, in cyberpunk, which we are revisiting, friends, mm-hmm. I'm not sure any of these DJs really matter. I was kind of surprised how little the media influenced things in this game. But I'm getting ahead of myself. That's right. We're revisiting cyberpunk, my friends, because uh, we felt that uh, in light of all the changes that have happened to this game and the the journey this game has been on, we wanted to check in with the final form of it before the DLC drops and see how do we actually feel about it without all the scandal. Uh, Certainly this game's perception was marred by its flawed uh, and in some ways, uh, in some ways unforgivable launch. But uh, that's over. That's behind us now. And we want to evaluate the game on its own merits. And our excuse Uh, is that, you know, it's from... CD Projekt Red, who are, of course, highly acclaimed developers, and they re-released it for the PS5. So in case you were unaware, we got to play it as I think it was intent. Here's what, yeah, I mean, uh, I think a lot of people's pet theory on the whole rollout is that it was a debacle because they were torn between the rock and the hard place of a generational change is coming. This game should obviously be for the new gen consoles, but 
we it's not the timing's not quite right. The pandemic threw a wrench in the works. We got to release now. We got to recoup that money uh, and make it work for both. So they dumbed it down for release. It sucked. Every, it, we're not trying to mitigate how much that sucked. But not at all. Since there's a new PS5 version and we both played it and we're like, oh, it's pretty smooth now. We're like, let's talk about it again. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, this sort of is a, a thing we dis- we've talked about and decided behind the scenes. There are some games that uh, change substantially enough that they deserve to be looked at again because they're actually a different experience. Because and, unlike uh, other media, gaming now includes online support for years to come, right? And updates and patches. That's right. Yeah. yeah. No Man's like, Sky. Uh, no Man's Sky, exactly. Yeah. That's the one I was going to say we might uh, we might revisit, even though I played it when it launched. Uh, so we'll be doing that from time to time because we think it's fair to the medium to examine uh, what developers do when they have to fix their game. And uh, certainly the launch will still weigh a little bit on our opinions, but uh, the substance of this discourse will be, what is the game now? And is it working now? So uh, that's what this is. Welcome. We're excited to hear. Let's pass our first checkpoint, mm-hmm. which means uh, we've got a, a fractured movie star slash glasses wearing sure. uh, figment of our imagination stuck in our head, and he's yeah. constantly ruining the flow it's of things. It's giving us an extreme glitch bit migraine and the words relic malfunction in the upper left corner, which you'd think if it was malfunctioning, it wouldn't be able to display that information. But... Uh, yeah, that brings us does. to tell us like tell me like I'm eight bit where we explain yeah. in a nutshell for someone who somehow isn't aware of the game at all what they're dealing with. Uh, Adam, do you how do you feel about taking this one, buddy? Ooh, okay, uh, I guess I will do that. Right. Uh, yeah, you, to. you sure did. So uh, I will do that. So Cyberpunk 2077 uh, is a game I feel like. Even people who don't play video games knows what it is because of its tragic launch. Uh, it was released, as we said, by CD Projekt Red in uh, December of 2020, capping off a hell of a year with a uh, mess of a launch. The game was unplayable for most people who owned PlayStation 4s and Xbox Ones because uh, apparently they didn't test the game on those platforms, and that's their words, not mine. Uh, but this development team basically is known for The Witcher 3 and other games, and uh, this is what you might call a, a, a shooter RPG. Um, it's role-playing in a cyberpunk universe, and uh, you play as V, a character who, uh, depending on the origin you select for him or her, uh, is either a, a rascal from the streets trying to make his way up in, or her way up in the crime universe, or a corporate figure cast out of the sleek and deadly corporate halls into the gutters of Night City below, or just somebody from the desert who decided to move into the city. <laughs> and uh, you end up in a plot to uh, steal a valuable artifact from the main corporate figure that kind of runs the city, Arasaka, and uh, that ends up making you witness to some uh, extremely surprising politics related to who owns Arasaka and the the head of the company, Saburo. Uh, I don't want to butcher this name. I think it's Saburo, yeah. uh, Arasaka. Um, and his son and all that stuff. So, And I don't want to spoil all that because I think some of this plot we may as well just leave for you to discover for yourself. This game involves you building your character out through upgrades. There's a lot of... 
uh, emphasis on modding, not just in the gameplay, but also in the story of this universe, because again, it's cyberpunk. So there are people whose almost their entire body is robotic now. And uh, that's a theme that's explored uh, in many ways throughout. And so you can build a character who, you know, fights any way you want. Uh, you can use swords, you can use fists, you can use uh, hacking, which is sort of like spells in your traditional Skyrim RPG. Um, you can use all kinds of shooting, smart bullets and, you know, uh, one-shot pistols, and there's all kinds of shooting. It's mostly a shooter. And uh, all the game is mostly focused around the idea of sort of piecing together what you're going to do now that you've stolen this relic uh, that puts that makes you one of the most hunted people in this city. And, uh, and also just, ex- you know, you explore sort of the crime universe that exists in uh, Night City, which is kind of an LA, uh, an LA type city, San Francisco, and, technically according to the original oh, is that what it is? Oh, great! Game, yeah, I did not know that. Okay, that that also makes sense. Um, I thought it was Los Angeles, but that's fine. It's like one of those cities. It's very Blade Runnery in that it's mm-hmm. uh, very eighties and also futury. Uh, so it's got that kind of vibe to it. And uh, like all cyberpunk fiction, it's sort of exploring the limits of humanity and uh, the darkness of human depravity. And uh, you go through various side quests and main quests, exploring those themes and those stories until you're finally ready to try to set things right and uh, either <laughs> either blow up this corporation or kill the head of the corporation or many other outcomes because this game has a lot of different endings. And I think that's a pretty good summary, don't you? Yeah, it's less sandbox and more RPG. I think is also yeah. a w- easy. It way is to a sandbox it. though. It yeah. is a sandbox to some degree, but it definitely feels more like you have a task at hand than in Grand Theft yeah. Auto, where you're supposed to fuck around. It's a, you know, these are the people who made Witcher, so it does sort of push you along towards achieving things. I would agree, and it's. I think it tends to lean into detective tropes, uh, like either combat or detective tropes. Mm-hmm. Those are kind of the two, which again, Stealth that's also like The shooting. Witcher. Yeah. Yeah. That's also in The Witcher, so that should Magic not be surprising. Magic Stealth, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, cool. We yeah. can pass another checkpoint, which means we had a saucy first-person sex scene with a random corpo bimbo who called us <laughs> to go to the no-tell motel, and that means we slept oh, yeah. and got the rested perk. So you did that. I've done it twice uh, now, my oh, friend. I'm so, I'm so thrilled oh, to get you it. You always take the one night stand offer. It's on the table. <laughs> if you're That's able. That's just an RPG thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I did that too this time. I did not do it the first time. And I found that strange dildo. Uh, that she leaves behind. <laughs> dildo weapon. The... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Lots of dildos in this game. Anyway. Uh, there was actually famously a patch to remove some of the dildos and an apology that there were so many unrealistic <laughs> number of dildos and how it kind of hurt the storytelling. I don't know what realistic would be in this world, but, but like okay. everyone in their <laughs> yeah. home had a dildo sitting out right. when the game launched. Right. So right. I guess I'll do my rant, but during yeah. game on, I think we should talk a little about what was wrong with the launch. Um, yeah, sure. I'm we sure will. We will. Okay. But, but in, but in less detail because our first episode about this was very much, uh, about focused that. on that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But not the dildo thing, I don't think. If I remember, not that. Also, yeah, yeah. If That's, you have anything new, new to add to the legend, I'm just saying <laughs> the journey of patching it has also been yeah. its own thing. But um, player one, plugging in. My rant on the subject is basically a calibration to let you know where I'm at with it. Uh, the first time through, I played Cyberpunk, and I was a big defender of it. I think because I am blessed enough to have gotten a PS5 right away. 
uh, through work, which was a big boon. And I played the PS4 version because that's all that was available on the PS5. And I never encountered a game-breaking glitch and was able to play through the game and pretty much experience it. And so relative to the room temp, I was very keyed up on the game. Um, in fact, so much so that I think I was very eager in our conversations about putting this episode together as a potential chance to... Um, get it back on the drive if it wasn't on the. It's not on the drive, right? Because Max next it. Is that the status? Mm-mm. I don't think you. I don't think any of us kept it. Any. I don't uh, think any of us I'll, kept. So I'll look. So yeah. it's sort of coming from the place of thinking that it deserves. But I will be honest. The spicy take of my rant is now playing it again. It has no glitches, which allows me to more soberly re. You know, like pour over the material, and I think. It's just shy of being a game for me, which makes it like pointless to have done this episode, although I'm sure we'll have a fruitful discussion. But uh, it's just ironic that I played it again and I'm like, yeah, it's good. I, I remind or I think the next one will be better. I think CD Projekt Red was venturing into new territory and they did the best they could. But uh, the storytelling both the way in which it's deployed and the actual stru- like content of the story itself, I find highly variable, meaning there are some high points and hits, but a um, lot of misses. And like I think of these sprawling RPGs like your Fallouts and Skyrims almost as a, uh, what used to be sort of a, a 3D interactable adaptation of a short story anthology, which is another form of media that I love to imbibe. And uh, so, like, each little subplot or side quest you go through is a little short story, right? And Fallout New Vegas does this beautifully. And, it, like, I consider Fallout New Vegas one of the best collection of sci-fi short stories I, you know, would put on the shelf next to any sci-fi author. But um, I don't feel that way about Cyberpunk. I feel like it's them groping around, like, what finding out... What does cyberpunk mean to us? What are our core principles? What kinds of stories are we allowed to tell in this universe? And experimenting a lot. And a lot of the side quests bring up plot threads that I roll my eyes at or I'm like, who cares about this or whatever. Um, So it feels like a lot of filler. And then even the main plot that does cohere, uh, a plot coheres and good. You did it. You made a movie. You made a story. It's like, I'm fine with it. And it's not, it's thought provoking, but not to an intense degree. So I'm coming in lukewarm on this. And that's my hot take is that I thought mm. I'd come in better, but the, uh, they did fix it. Like it works now. Everything runs very smoothly and it remains, I think my high watermark for evocative, certainly in the sci-fi or futuristic aesthetic, but like evocative world just to be in, just to wander in. Like, Night City rules. Night City breathes and lives, and I love it. And I'll never forget Night City. The photo mode is an obsession of mine because I think Night City's so photogenic. But, uh, yeah, it's fine. I'm shrugging at it. Done. (laughs) Wow. Wow. I'm surprised that you feel that way. Uh, Yeah, player two, Adam Ganser logging in. I also didn't have a lot of glitches the first time because I also was lucky enough to play it on an Xbox Series X, which did not have problems running it. Um, I played it on PS5. There were some bugs, by the way. I did. I think the game broke once on the new newest version. Uh, but at this point, it's like, yeah, but I overlooked that for Fallout. You know, I overlooked that for some of these RPGs that are so big. And I this this experience on the second playthrough 
had a few very minor bugs, not as many as the first time. Didn't really distract from the game experience. Um, this is very much my vibe. Like, I love the world of Night City. I'm so glad you said that. Night City is so fun to be in. I was bummed that I finished this game uh, because I did every single activity in it twice. I wanted to play it again after the first time through, and I waited mm -hmm. until they fixed it, so I had a reason to play it again. And I just really, really like the world a lot. Uh, I like driving around in it. I like walking around in it. I like getting into random encounters with dudes. I love the music. I love the aesthetic. So like in the way that there are indie games that really hit you emotionally, like uh, like the, uh, the Artful Escape, that's how I feel about this game. It totally hits me emotionally. Mm. But I don't think the main plot's very good. I think it's very um, fractured and not uh, emotionally rewarding, honestly. Um, I have some specific parts that I think they didn't do this well. Uh, one of them is I don't Johnny Silverhand is doesn't work uh, as a as an arc. He doesn't work because he's not fun and he's not likable enough to be with him as much as we are. And uh, I didn't expect them to fix that, but I felt more that way this time than the last time. I agree with you about the short story analysis that the collection of short stories is a little hit and miss here. There are some really, really good ones. Uh, there's one with Rivers. like There's sort of a noir story with Rivers and his uh, nephew that I thought was really good. Uh, there was one with Grimes, uh, who plays like a all-metallic singer-songwriter that had just sort of a fun twist. The Grimes of it all made me roll my eyes, but uh i thought that story had a cool twist there was the guy who wanted to uh who wanted to be crucified for uh like a religious See, I awakening thought that was an outstandingly bad one i thought that one was bad too it had no point and it didn't and it wasn't you're, engaging uh, moment to moment you're interrupting my rant Sorry. uh but 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 uh i agree with you that one was bad uh, which is what I was going to say. That oh. there, there, so there were some bad ones that I think were supposed to be good and some some of the little ones that were like, oh, that was actually really good. I think Jackie's story, which is mostly in the first act of this game, is really good. I like his mother. Um, I liked... There was a lot of side characters that I really liked. All the love interests were good in some way or the other, and they were much needed in this game because it, it has the problem of being a little shallow emotionally. Um, and they really lean on Judy and Pan Am and Rivers to fill that void, and some to some degree it works. Um, so, yeah, I have mixed feelings too, but man, if there was ever a game that I'd let on the hard drive for Vibe, this would be the one, because uh, I really like it, and that is my rant. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. I mean, you're a known rant interrupter. Uh, I'm just going gonna, gonna to overload you one time when you're not looking, and you'll... <laughs> You'll pay for it. <laughs> well, I have that perk where I automatically can see you in 3D space because you've identified me. So, uh, shit. We're both yeah, fucked. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're in deep trouble. Uh, so maybe we should pass a checkpoint mm -hmm. and uh, get uh, get a few commercials under our belt. And then uh, when we come back, oh, that's get into idea. the hacking. Sure. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal. 
and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Today, I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm J.B. Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. And we're back, and I've just upgraded my uh, system reboot to Legendary, and Mike's going to pay for it, because we're passing our next checkpoint, which is Game On! Game On! Uh, I'm stopping at a vending machine to buy a slotomatic gun for 650 <laughs> credits. Um, a gun yes. so flimsy, I figured out in this playthrough that... If you switch to any other weapon, it just crumbles and falls apart. Yeah. Like you yeah, go yeah, lose yeah. your inventory. I kept going, didn't I save? Where's that slot automatic? Because I was desperate. I was in a pinch and I bought, I actually disarmed at a club and then went out the wrong way and then got in an encounter and there was a slot automatic vending machine next to me. And I was like, I loaded up with them and then I realized they dissolve <laughs> in your inventory. So, but yeah, uh, love that. Fun world building touches all throughout. Amazing world. I love that ad nauseum. Yeah, the world's so good. The world is really good. The Ripper Doc concept and as a plot thread, people constantly having to pay their Ripper Doc was yeah. like a cool just a cool thing. It's like, oh yeah, this is a world where surgery is like like the same as your cable bill and stuff. Or like you, upgrading you, your computer, I think, is more yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that was really and they have to do it all the time. Like, it was just really interesting to see how the modification culture sort of made everybody a debt slave. Like, there's a lot of that going on. In the, like, the economy was, of this world is fascinating. The two big you thrusts know? were everyone will be a cyborg and corporations will own us all. Yeah, and that seems, at this point in history, like, somewhat prescient. Well, the line you know I, mean? I think like, that yeah. is the most spot on is one of the people you're talking to says uh, we uh, is describing how the media works and says, we used to watch the corpos every move. Now we can prove Holtz in Arasaka's pocket. And no one gives a flying turd fuck, which is true. Like Tucker Carlson today said, um, no one at the July at the January 6th thing had a gun. No one, not a single one. So, That's provably yeah. false. Um, so you can just say stuff. It doesn't matter. Like, and the media, yeah, we've become disjointed in the way where, um, Watergate or like going, aha, I've caught you, sir. Doesn't necessarily mean anything will happen. Um, it was certainly prescient about that, especially considering the length of 
video game development cycles and how early they had that thought and recorded it in the booth and put it in the game. Uh, yeah. But at the same time, I was, I'm sort of disappointed by the way that the only thing they can do with that is, like, I don't know, what if it became sentient? Vending machine, what if it became sentient? Taxi sure, cab, right. what if it became right. sentient? Right. Um, it's it's yeah, not deep. Just, it's not deep in that way. I, I, just I felt agree like it was that, a lot of shallow like base hits. Yeah, I agree wise. that they weren't like this is not Harlan Ellison, right? This is not <laughs> like this is not a deep exploration, and they, it's definitely a survey of tropes. It's not even Black Mirror, and, but it's reaching no, for that. It's reaching for that, and like on one hand, it's like yeah, that I like that they're trying it. I don't want a yeah. game not to try it, right. but I do think that. Uh, I think they were more successful at finding interesting nuances and story in The Witcher than they were oh, in this. I was just about to say, Witcher's uh, collection of short stories, as it were, much amazing myth-based yeah. dark fantasy that are really engaging with like very grim, like bleak twists at the end. Good storytelling. That's why well, I think I hold them to such a high standard here. Yeah, yeah, and I think I I do want to say mechanically, this is a very very strong game. Like I like I really think it plays great for the uh, last thing you did to have been a hack and slash IP to do shooting and everything so well is truly yeah it's quite an accomplishment the hacking it really works is. really well the yeah. stealth works really well uh, I will say there was an early early video we saw of a demo like year you know way before it came out when they were still building that hype train that ran out of control and killed everyone in the town right uh, <laughs> right 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 the uh, there was wall running at one point, like Titanfall style. I miss that, or I that wish that would have been so been cool. Off. Yeah, yeah, and maybe it will in a DLC. Like I, sure. I feel like it's possible that in five years this game is even more different than it is now. It's still uh, made money, right? Like, are they going to yeah. ditch the IP, or are they going to take I, the L and still? I hope they don't, because I want, I want the ideas they are interested in, but done better. Yeah, and I, I think they still have. I think they still could. And I like there's I'm hoping that this company decides to like double down on like we're going to do this. Like we're going to mm-hmm. tell this story and we're we're going to we're going to make this world work and people are going to come back because I think they're they would be right if right. they if they really got a sequel and just, you know, spent the next 8 years or whatever really knocking it out, I think that people would get excited about it. Um cuz again, I think that we're judging the game based on the exceptional expectations we had. Like this game was supposed to be one of the best games ever made. And it isn't that, Mm -hmm. um, but it's a really good game. You know, I think it's a really good game. Um, yeah, just on a sheer mechanical level. Uh, do you disagree with that? Do you think it's not I a really good game? You mean on the mechanical level? Uh, yeah, fun to play. Like fun to play. I think it's good a mechanics. safe base hit where they did everything really excellently. But I do think it like the hacking works well enough. Yeah. Okay. I but okay. Here's the thing. <laughs> sure. I'm ready. I think the it's like a movie you watch where I'm trying to think of a movie this is true of for me because there's definitely one that slips my mind that's a perfect example. But regardless, the first viewing. Uh, Bone Tomahawk might be a good example. Bone Tomahawk. Okay. The first okay. time I saw it, it blew my mind, and I was like, "But it's because it's so visceral and intense." The second time I saw it, I was like, "Yeah, yeah." I was kind of getting a little too excited, though. Um, I feel like literally the fact that I played through it—if I had only played through this one and a half times—I'd still be really excited. And and what's funny is I should admit and not like bite the hand that pets me because. 
I played, I also exhaustively on this second playthrough, Adam, did every activity until the map okay. was empty, okay. completely empty, then met Hanako at Embers. Yes. Like, there's nothing left to do. I've exhausted the game. And I did that twice, so I must like something about it, right? Like, that's I look my, at my that's, actions. That's my thought, is that, yeah. like, wait, wait, we're all, like, you and I both played all the way through this game twice, and we didn't have to. Yeah, and yet I can you know? say things that I think are true... Where yeah. the shine comes off because I'm so intimately familiar with it that the magic of the mechanics kind of falls away. Like, I wish there was more viable endgame combat challenge. I felt like it's fun to become OP, which you become, Agreed. I think, too quickly. Like, by level 30 oh, out of 50, I was unstoppable in all circumstances and situations and could one-shot everyone all the time. Um, what was your so build? So like, balance you mind, issues. This time, you mind, Yeah, Yeah, what'd you do this time? Well, because the first time I did something unique and innovative, this time I did bread and butter. So I was just like a battle mage, meaning okay. gun gun focused and like middling hacking abilities. Like, okay. And so hacking boiled down to basically short circuit for robotic enemies, contagion for biological enemies, and suicide yep. for bosses. Yep. And yeah, yeah. I would never use good. any. Oh, and ping. And that would be about it. Ping to is To see good. all the yeah. security cameras. Um, so again... A lot of, I guess I just, ah, I feel like I'm in a real horizon situation where I'm like, I hope they continue the IP. I think they can do even better because I think there are other ways they could implement hacking that would be more interesting to me. There are uh, things I can say that are just like weak, like the, I don't understand what's punk about or cyberpunk or even sci-fi about the the crucifixion story. I don't mean to harp on it because I guess you. No, no, it's it okay. Bad, but I'm like, I just yeah. don't get why that was in there. Real like whiff, and I and I uh, thought it was uh, it, it betrayed a pretty dumb, a, a pretty shallow understanding of the material they're talking about. Like it, like, and that was I think maybe my critique of the it, on a story level is I I don't I think these people who are writing it didn't have a deep sort of human connection to some of their story beats. I think they were a little mm -hmm. bit more paint by numbers. Uh, so it feels like someone groping, like, I don't know what would be good. What would be good? Or like bust down to the sub stories beyond that, like your tasks and your gigs and shit. Those were almost always, I mean, they were wrote super wrote. wrote. Yeah, uh, you would read, absolutely. you would read the message that's supposed to quote unquote explain it. And it would be like, those chooms fucked with us. Get over there and kill them, Roger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. On our way to kill them, and you're like, "That's yeah. the story." Uh, or one that really stood out to me is a guy calls and is like, "I need a kidney, emergency transported from one place to another." I'm like, "Ah, this will be interesting." I get there and I just get a text that goes, "It was too late. He died." And then it says, "Mission complete." <laughs> I'm like, "Well, that was fucking the worst thing I've ever experienced. Like, that's dumb as hell." Um, that's amazing. <laughs> so there's a lot of missions that feel like they were reaching deadline and churned out a hundred missions in a week. I mean, and maybe, so I have to say one concern I have is that it might not be possible for a game company of this game size to ever achieve the expectation that the game they're promising created. Like I, mm -hmm. like I'm trying to think like there's only a couple of game companies that have the the coffers and the will to like make this game at the level we want it. 
you know, and it's like, I don't know, Naughty Dog, Rockstar, you know what I mean? Like some of these companies. And I don't know that CDPR can deliver the fully realized cyberpunk because of just the need to make money. Right. You know, and that's that's my big concern is like, I think that this thing is such a promising idea and it, and and they aren't able to deliver the A plus version of it, and so I think everybody's overreacting when they say it's bad. It's definitely not. It's but not bad, it, but it's not an um, A plus, and so also we're bummed. Not, not punk, and it's that punk actually enough. matters to me in the sense that I think if you're setting out for your thing to be Johnny Silverhand as this radical, and our theme is corporate exploitation, um, as many people have pointed out. It's actually sloppy, bad storytelling that you so frequently work with the police and murder civilians and get paid by the police. That's not That's... punk. And the most punk ha- conversation you have is like uh, a conversation about how stupid it is to slave away at a corporation in the name of some profit margin when you're not participating. And then I just thought it was interesting that basically Johnny Silverhand gets one line and then Arasaka does a very long, well-thought-through opposition argument, and your only response that you can choose as V is, but peeps on the streets hate the corpse. And I'm like, (laughs) surely I could have... I, Me, Michael, I could argue more lucidly about why corporate boots on our necks need to be severed and removed. Right. Like, why Why is my option? Peeps on the streets hate the corpse. Like, I don't know. I <laughs> just thought gunk? Yeah, they, yeah. they did <laughs> not have a Robert Evans on their writing staff. They didn't have a true progressive no. or revolutionary writing dialogue I, at all. I Quite frankly, I think if they had, they might not have gone with Keanu Reeves. Because I, and not that he was bad. Uh, I think and, or he is that fairly it's progressive fault. too. Wait, but no. Here's what I mean by that: Keanu Reeves is an attempt to make a corporate, like a corporate version of this story. Like, like you know what I mean? Like they could, they didn't need a celebrity to sell the idea of Johnny Silverhand. They needed an actual punk to sell the idea of Johnny Silverhand. You see what I mean? Like just feel, like structurally and philosophically, they didn't commit to the theme in the way they made the game. Well, uh, by the very fact of the fact that they are, their hope was very clearly that this would be the most profitable game right. ever made. Yeah. And and that's why you put that's why you put Keanu in it. He's a bankable star. Who and would he you looks... put to make it punk? Fuck. An unknown? Uh, Is there anyone known? That maybe be... unknown. Uh I dude, yeah, you did put me on the spot. Alfred and, Molina. Uh... <laughs> As Johnny Silverhand. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, anybody I name is going to get blasted. Uh, Troy in a Baker. Yeah, uh, right. Of course. <laughs> right. I don't know who the answer to that is, but I think that if I had a lot of time and a lot of money to cast this, I would have gone. I would have made a more gutsy decision. Like I also wouldn't do uh, the guy who's the lead singer of Black Flag that's in everything. Uh, you know what I mean? I wouldn't have made that decision either. Ashley Birch. Not. <laughs> No, I don't. I don't forget yeah, yeah, his yeah. name. Yeah, uh, but you can see him with this. Yeah, mm-hmm. this. Uh, he was also in Heat. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I wouldn't I, see. I just think those conventional decisions are part of what made that character not land for me. It, mm. it, it's that like it was so clearly like, look, we got Keanu in this cutscene, right? And it's and Keanu's supposed to be so kind and charismatic as a human being that he overcomes the shitty character they wrote. 
Like Johnny Silverhand is reprehensible. Oh my God, he treats He's Alton so Carey like bad. shit. He's hugely yeah. full of himself and like narcissistic to a fault, an extreme Just, fault. Yeah, he's what a piece a dick. of shit. Yeah. Like that's not what being a punk does not mean. Being a dick, you know, being a punk means like I am. I'm going to do something to change the way the structure of this world is. Like no, I'm being angry a punk about means that. Aiming a gun at your audience when you go on stage. Right. Yeah. And, and like having uh, a cool, having a cool flames, dick. Shooting yeah, yeah. flames out of it when you press R three. I did like that move. Sure. I mean, oh, fine. he's got but a also, good dick. Yeah. I'm sure. He I does. will say, as a bi or pan person or whatever. Yeah. It was a weird cognitive dissonance and interesting because I played Boy V this time. To Me too. Yeah. Yeah do the river sequence and play through the beats that are placeholder story beats there in order to blossom into romance if you so choose. But because I was male, that was not, they were cut off. You know what I mean? Like I didn't have those dialogue options, but I knew from playing through as a femme that this was when this is when we're supposed to start falling in love. And then it was like extra hollow. Cause it's like, so I'm just stirring this uh, stew here, <laughs> uh, playing laser tag with his hey. fucking little kids. But I know this isn't yeah, going anywhere. Yeah, the laser anywhere. tag. All right. Yeah, well, yeah, it was yeah. fun hanging out, man. I'm glad that was in Cyberpunk 2077, the shooter game, <laughs> like, uh, you know, that crushed every, you know, crushed all metrics this year. It just seemed, I just think. It seemed shallow. It, right? A lot of it seems like safe base hits loosely tied together. Yeah. There could be more balance. There could be more cohesion. There could be more. There just could be better at, at the, almost every level, except the combat is 90% there already. It's The combat's very, very good. I still <laughs> have, yeah, I have the hope that I had after Horizon Zero Dawn that, like, if they yep. stick with it and they're like, you know what? We're going to take as long as it takes. We're not going to botch mm-hmm. the next one. And they get really serious about perfecting it and releasing that. I think this could, there is a greatest game ever made conversation about a cyberpunk game in the world. You know, like it, it could, yeah. there, there, that is a possible future. Uh, by the way, the male V's can romance carry if they choose to. Uh, a person who I don't Carrie? know why, yeah, I don't know why don't you would remember. want to. Carrie's the, Carrie's the lead singer of, uh, oh, oh. Of the band. Uh, well, that's who, nice. I mean, yeah. th- I'm not saying, like, they definitely did cool. I love that. I forgot Clara gender transitioned, and they have... Uh, yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Trans pride flag on their track, and I was like, oh, yeah, and that's a nice touch. Um, I thought it was yeah, interesting that, cool. that Claire transitioned and then didn't have any body mods. Like, there was, and, like, a moral uh, line for her. And, and that then was interesting. murdered her husband's killer in cold <laughs> right, blood. Right. Yeah. Well, that's another thing is like this is a world where uh, human empathy has Death been like Life surgi- surgically yeah. removed. Right. And I don't, I, and maybe this is naive of me. Uh, and I get into this argument with people sometimes. I don't think you can ever fully do that. Like, I think there's, uh, I think there'd be a, a larger percentage of people that succumb to psychopathy what or whatever. What do you call the Holocaust, my friend? Well, but that's not everybody. That's not the entire world, right? That's I like, see. okay, sure. That's what I mean by that. But like, it is, it is surprising when you meditate on it. Like, man, yeah, I can't believe that many people went that delusional altogether in that way. Wow. 
That's true. We but really, I think shit really got out of hand there. You know what I mean? It can't but happen. S- but so here's what's interesting. Uh, so the cyberpunk world, would you call it a fascist authoritarian world? Is that what it is? I think it's a corporatocracy. Like, yeah. Right. Uh, right. But a fascist so, one, yeah, the, the, they have, I mean, Max Tech can fall from the sky and shoot people in the streets. So, yeah, it's pretty much a military fascist. Max Tech doesn't really give a shit about Unless the day to day. Right. Right. So it's an oligarchy or whatever. I don't know. But well, yeah, that's where it's, it's like, bad. It's a dystopia. Right. Right. It's a dyst- I know. But the reason I'm defining this is that I think I'm not sure the ingredients of the world they've created totally add up to, yeah, we're all just going to drive on the streets with guns and murder people and nothing's going to come of it. Like, oh, you know right. what I mean? Like I just, and I think the reason I'm getting to that is that you do need sort of the emotional presumptions to lock into place, to feel emotionally connected to the stories they wanted to explore. And they don't totally work because again, I think that, I don't think they were like deeply meditative about what the game's about, or at least if they were, it didn't come through. And I, I want them to fix that because I, there's a lot to say here. Like I, like for instance, the storytelling with Judy and Pan Am, both of whom are really interesting characters, right? Did you like those two? I've loved them both. Yes. Yeah. I think they both show us uh, that anyone who will have sex with me in a futuristic laser tank <laughs> is I'm your yeah. yeah 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 absolutely yeah the laser sex that was weird right i'm pretty sure i gave her the futuristic std that i caught from the corpo <laughs> at the no-tell motel though i think i was the vector there unfortunately well uh fortunately i guess there's probably some ripper doc who can take care of it in a bit yeah uh but in any case i think that uh, both of those characters serve a really important function in the game, which is reminding you that empathy is a thing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, and like getting involved in their struggle and caring about their world uh, sort of opens up the whole experience, really. And you start to meditate on Night City. And that's a thing they intentionally do through the storytelling is like, what does it mean to be in Night City? Should we even be here? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. is this a place where anybody can thrive? And that's when the story starts to really work. And it works because you care about some people and their future and their causes. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's the basis for all narrative. So this world where nobody gives a shit about anybody and they're all maniacs is like not actually that interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, like there, there was well, another way to do it. It works in the same way that uh, Wild West's work or it's untenable in the same way that Wild West where... It's, it works and it doesn't, if you follow me. Like, it works in the right. emotional stake sense, but it doesn't work in the sense that in real life, if the frequency of death was that high, the fabric of society would dissolve. That You can't keep a stable institutions in place when people die on the street every 10 minutes. Like, you rarely right. don't exactly. hear gunfire, gunplay, or a duel playing out, you know, every couple blocks. And I'll have you note, even through the upgrade, Night City has a real unsupervised minors problem. There are little children completely alone walking right. all, all right. hours of the day and night throughout the streets of Night City. That's an issue. I, I, the economy of bounties and how they work, like the fixer mm-hmm. system, is like who even is hiring these people? Because nobody has money. Like right. literally everybody, everybody is stealing to they pay their river dog. They live in these concrete block tenement right. blocks. Yeah, like it's just uh, yeah, that it's completely baffling to me uh, how it would work, and in a way that makes me kind of laugh. 
Uh, other quick, just like funny question. How in the world is Night City uh, not been taken over by some other city state or something? Right? It's right, like a, right, it's a right. city state. How would that, how could it possibly function? Right? Like, uh, yeah. that's, that's a weird part of the well, lore. Well, I guess you're sort of supposed to believe, right? Like, if you believe the opening crawl that you hear every time you load the game, they say Haywood, which is one of five districts, right? Or six. Um, Haywood's yeah. death toll last night came in at a solid, let's do this work. I think this will be rewarding. Solid okay. and sturdy 30. Um, which, first of all, I kill 30 people an hour in the game. Right, but, right. but let's say that's true in a day in Haywood. So times six, let's say that's an average. So it's like 200 people a day get killed in San Francisco. Does that feel like a lot? That feels insane, uh, right? 200 a day? If they're murders, yeah, that's... that's. Uh, I think like New York has like... I, I'm going to guess like a thousand a year, maybe, at most. Maybe not even that high. The right? murder raid in San Francisco. Oh, it, it, in San Francisco, it couldn't be more. I'm going to guess it's 500 max oh, for the year. Oh, man. In the, the whole, in the year, it's 56. Whoa, what? For Homicides. real? yeah. Wow. What's Chicago? So, so 200 gonna... a day. Okay, so it is like, well, that's, it's, that is like insane numbers. Um, but it makes you wonder how they could, yeah, get their business it, on. There's just no way. Where's like, Janet? She's dead. Shot in the head. Oh, right. Well, where's Tim? He was the understudy. He's shot in the head as well, my friend. Like, <laughs> what do you want? I mean, they got those bullets that you know you don't yeah. have to aim. They got smart or weapons. He's being milked in a stupor by some psycho in yeah. a barn. Yeah. <laughs> well, so that that was a great story. By the way. so, I also want to say I think the first act of this game was a lot better than the rest of it. Yeah, because it's hard to pay off and wrap things up. Yeah, of course. People I mean, aren't good at it always, yeah. Well, and it's it's also just hard if you are good at it. Like, So I have compassion for them. But the, fir- the first... <laughs> Sorry, that came off harsh. No, 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 it's okay. No, the, the first five hours of the game where you're with Jackie, mm-hmm. it really feels like, man, this is special. Uh, like, and special in a grim way, special in like a... Like, I think Jackie was a much more human character than... Most of the other people you run into in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, I also thought they bailed on the femme fatale way too quickly. Uh, whose name just actually, flew right out of my head. Sorry. Go no, ahead. no, it's okay. Well, I was just going to say, like, you know, you meet that femme fatale who sets you up for, like, stealing the relic, right? Right. And then you never really run into her in a meaningful way again, although you you pick up her story. And it just feels like that was such a cool character who had so much texture and so many interesting questions, and they just bailed on it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like why? Like that's like, what I get- mean. There's a lot of threads that are not that are missing dots, or they forgot to pay off, or they yeah pay off too much or in a weird way, or like you said, where you're like, wait, wait, so Johnny Silverhand's just an evil asshole? All right. Um, I just think it was like nice try, better job next time. <laughs> Close, but especially when I compare it to very similar properties that gripped me for story reasons, like Shadowrun, or uh, and I of course mean the version of Shadowrun that was right. a moral quandary RPG, not the first-person shooter multiplayer thing, um, or Fallout's of course. Uh, those are just stronger, and cyberpunk fiction is squarely my jam dude like so i i don't know if it hurts or helps that i'm well versed but their their takes their speculative takes like corporations will have run amok 
and people will be highly body modified, there's a very safe bets in the world of speculative. You yeah, know, absolutely. Like, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are basic takes. It's just it it has kind of a generic feeling in the realm of that subgenre. I mean, which you might expect from the fact that it called itself cyberpunk, but like even Shadowrun is weirder, and I just like weird, personally. Um, have you played I, Shadowrun? By the way, we should I, cover I that. Have, I it have fucking rules. There's gonna be a Great system. Story. There's gonna be a System Shock reboot this year that I totally plan on playing. Oh yeah, uh, that has nothing to do with what I said, but yes. But it, it, it's also cyberpunk, isn't it? Isn't System Shock also? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just want you to play Shadowrun. Okay, fair enough. Uh, so I'm just saying we'll we'll have more entries into this we'll genre. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and that'll be fun. Um, okay, those are interesting points. So can I can I tell you two story points that I think might have really helped this game? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that they really shortchanged the idea and character of Alt Cunningham. Um, Alt Cunningham represents, I think, a basic question of this game, which is what is being digitized mean uh in terms of are you alive is that uh is that an I'm afterlife of sorts now. right mm-hmm. and that right like uh that question it's been explored a bunch of places like soma and other games like that but this game really wanted to dive into that question because the main plot of the relic revolves around the idea of tr- digitizing a person and them living on and alt cunningham is sort of the extreme version of what that is. And we kind of meet her in like one, one flashback and don't have enough context for her. And then that's all the connection we get to her. And I keep thinking to myself, why didn't they, why didn't they combine alt and rogue into one person? Well, you know what I mean? Don't we, because someone has to transcend reality, isn't, don't we meet yes. Alt as a fully digitized being? Yes, that's the issue. Yeah, so that's the, our connection to Alt. I, well, right, but wait, wait, wait. Why but would what they I'm be one is, person? We need a fixer character and we need a totally fixable. character. Totally fixable, totally fixable. That's not a real problem. What I'm well, saying is... I'm freaking is, out about it. You are <laughs> get out about it. What I'm saying is that for us to get the emotional arc of what it's like to experience this transcendence, we need more time with the person who got digitized. You know what I mean? Like, we need to have an, mm. a, a firm, established connection to her. It would have been nice her. to know what Alt felt like after. Yes. Yeah, what what and her what deal she, was. And what she was like before. Like, we Instead needed being to like have, an unknowable mystery. Correct. And because I think that would have sold the heart and soul of this game in a much more serious way. And it would have highlighted Johnny Silverhand's betrayal. Like, that's mm-hmm. the real, that's the actually interesting part of his arc is sort of he failed her and he needs to redeem that uh and rogue is sort of like another girl he's sort of dicking around with instead of you know being like the love of his life or whatever you know and so they they sort of split these two things that i think could have been one character if they'd really thought about it more clearly Mm -hmm. you know um and i i really think that might have dramatically improved the story of this game you know, um, I know that I'm, I'm I, my boy, Adam CDPR. What's your problem? Get, get at us. <laughs> I'm sure there'll be some people. It's like, well, that's not the game. Don't rewrite it. I'm just saying, look, you know, as a, as a person who writes, you know, for, uh, for pleasure and for money, uh, and teaches that craft, this, I, we didn't connect to Alt Cunningham and we needed to. And mm-hmm. I think Rogue was an awesome character. It's not that I didn't like her. It's that she serves the same emotional and like fuel for Johnny. He loves her, right? Like, but 
Alt is the one he should have loved. Because Alt is the person whose fate decides what the story means. You know, um, anyway, that's, you know, just a little thing that bothered mm-hmm. me as I was playing it this time. Um, I also think this game had the problem of, uh, because you can play so many missions, Johnny Silverhand's change into like recognizing the bad he's done and trying to fix it feels, it, it doesn't totally congeal in a way that was worse than most games that have that problem. Like most open world games have the problem of you don't do the story beats at the right time. So like this, the character changed at this point and now they're different going forward only, oh, they weren't for that mission. This game had that problem much more than like say GTA five, which has that situation or, you know, a bunch of other open world games. Right. Did you feel that? Yeah, I think so. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Okay. Uh, Any other thoughts that you wanted to explore on Cyberpunk? Yes. But I'm going to place them on the other side of this quick break because it's time again. And uh, then I'll dispense. Ooh. Okay, I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun, such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Today I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm JB Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit att.com slash hypergig for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. like a sentient vending machine i shall dispense my thoughts uh they're mostly more gripes i thought (laughs) i thought the menus still kind of are this is very nitpicky but clumsy in terms of getting where i need to be and Mm. uh dispensing the information like being clearly informative like i don't like the horizontal layout of the buttons across the middle doesn't look good to me i don't like the stuff up top where it's like um 
It's just called like metamorphosis. The clock is ticking 18%. And when you mouse over it, it's a little text of lore. It's like, yeah, uh, Johnny's slowly turning into you. And you're like, okay, what does the 18% refer to? How far I am through like what aspect of the right. game? Yeah. It wasn't fully clear. Those numbers are not clear. What do they mean? Yeah. yeah I agree. Um, and then I thought, as immersive and labyrinthine as Night City is, it's the first, I don't know if this is good or bad, but it's the first open world game where I never learned my way around. Yep. Meaning I, yep. Oh, because it's so complexly laid out, I'm completely, I would be completely fucked without the mini map and the yellow light that mm -hmm. I follow. And that does feel like at odds with full immersion to me in a way where in Witcher, I would actually get the lay of the land eventually under my belt. Um, and I don't know. In a big city, like in San Francisco, I'm fucked without my phone because uh, I live there and it is really like that. Um, but I don't I don't know. It, it's, it bugs me in a way. Draws me away from the game. I thought Night City struggled to make differentiable areas. Like, I know there are differentiable areas, but like... Uh, it means the layout's not intuitive in any yeah, like, for, navigable like, way. Like, in most video games, like, I'll take GTA 4, because it's another game that's basically one big city. You know when you're in the Queens area, Dukes, you know, you know when you're yeah. in uh, Manhattan, right? Like, like, those areas have distinct character. And I know that's like a, a gamification of a way the way a real city is, but this game I thought had a hard time creating a, a gamified enough real city where oh this is the slums area like oh this is Pacifica the, like, felt different. Than that's the, rest, the only that piece. Was about it. Yes, yeah. that piece felt different. I agree, but the rest of it didn't. Uh, yeah, and um, yeah. Oh. Did you have any glitches whatsoever? Because I oh, have yeah. to say, a bunch. this is not a glitchless experience. Okay. Yeah, yeah a bunch. Mine yeah. were all props placement problems. Yep. Yeah, that or was grasp, the only thing. So grabbing something uh, and it was floating, that kind of stuff. Like a guy was casually gesturing, but with a like pointing at his head and people, but he had a full AK 47 attached to his hand. Yeah. And then my favorite was. Wakako had her cell phone in her hand and I was talking to her and her cell phone detached from her hand and slowly floated diagonally down <laughs> to her vagina and disappeared. <laughs> By the way, that was another really cool character. I thought Wakako was... Yeah, she was so cool and interesting. Yeah. I thought uh, the Ripper doc, uh, whose name flew right Victor. out of my head, just Victor, he was really cool. Like Victor. I, I would have wanted I like more Victor. out of him. Yeah. yeah. They had like and five or six cool characters. I, I wanted a plot line or a subquest where Victor is somehow put in yes. danger or you learn a revelation about Victor. Yeah. Why don't we explore this guy? He's so fun and interesting. Uh, probably not. Probably time. But it's like I didn't necessarily need... Uh, I didn't need you to add Grimes into the game, although I like that story. Uh, like, you know, maximize the stuff you have, game. You know, like, let us spend more time with uh, with uh, Jackie's girlfriend, Missy? Is that her or name? Or the quest where the you find out the politicians are being fully Manchurian candidate controlled by drugs and shit and have an observation team on them. That's on theme. That's cyberpunk. And it's on the central... Like, it banks off the central theme. I just thought there was too much, f like meandering like i don't i don't know the vending machine comes to life right that one also stands out to me as right i get the fun of it uh and in fact that could have been a fine minor jaunt in but if the core stories were stronger but i don't know just get your shit together tighter like make your stories all revolve around one cohesive vision um rather than just being 
I don't know. It's an infinite world. It's a city of a million stories. So a uh, guy's going to crucify himself. Like why right. that direction? It's just so because ra- it's, random. Because it's odd. a carnival. Because like if yeah, like, I guess. The, the decision's very much like, like aren't these cool concepts to put on a spreadsheet uh, or mm-hmm. like, you know, wonders to behold in the freak show. Like, I feel like that's kind of the way they viewed it. Whereas yeah. the um, thing that for makes... my money, it's like 60, 40, you yeah. nailed it versus, yeah. well, that was, I mean, you tried. I, they need to get more interested in, uh, the emotional human, the, the humanistic piece of this, uh, property. Like imagine if they had a quest where all you're doing and it's at very po- various points in the game is like taking a kid's money uh, when he's underage and helping and him get to it, the river dock. Yeah, you just stealing a kid's money. money. No, like you know, like helping a kid get his mods, get his first mods, right? right? And like you're worried, like maybe I shouldn't let him Ooh, do this. A mod mitzvah. Yeah. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, and and you have you have to just make a moral decision about when is too early to get mods and what mods dehumanize this kid. Because he wants to get, be, you know, a, he wants to be one of those spider freaks at the end, right? Or imagine if there was yeah. no Johnny Silverhand and you used the chip. The chip was blank and it was still the soul stealer yeah. chip. And you used it to save Jackie. And now Jackie, yeah. who you're actually invested in, is in your head. That would have been better. Yeah, and Jackie would have been better. You're at odds because your best friend who you love and want to live and whose life was cut short you could give your body up to him or you could not. It's a way more interesting wow. story already than the Johnny Silverhand thing. They really should have done that. Wow, that's such a mistake. Uh, yeah. th- have you always known? Is that like the first time that idea occurred to you? Yeah, that just bubbled wow, up. Wow, that's, yeah, that's, <laughs> that would have been a huge. A positive change for this. It's just, dude, then you yeah. have a thing where you have to decide whether or not to hook up with Misty. Let right. you know you could right. take the pill and let him be with Misty, right? In the same way you took the pill and let Johnny party with Rogue, Rogue which felt like Carrie. just a pointless diversion. Well, everything feels like a pointless diversion. I think, I think that's a little reductive. I thought that Rogue, is, Rogue had. Rogue had emotional substance that was interesting. Rogue's a cool character. Yeah, like we didn't know her well, no. uh, but we knew her enough. You know, like, and and I'm I'm not saying that every single thread needs to be followed. Like, don't get me wrong. I know it's a video game. I know there needs to be characters who their job is my penis mod broke. Please take me to the hospital, and I'm in. <laughs> oh pain. yeah, the guy who just stuck sure. his dick in a blender. And sure, he sure. Needs your help. Yeah, yeah. Or like the dick mod the is clown broken. Guy. Yeah, yeah, right. The guy with the grenade nose. You know, like sure, yeah. I get it. That stuff's fine. <laughs> I'm not. I don't think that's a bad thing. But let me explore the themes emotionally. Um, yeah. yeah. Let's. What is it to have a grenade nose? <laughs> uh, it speaks of danger. Don't we shame, all have it? Right. Don't we all a have a grenade is, nose? Yeah. Hey, so what but, is a sneeze if not? Before we before we uh, encode or or delete forever uh, our the spirit of this game on the hard drive, Celestial Paradise. Uh, what ending did you choose this time? I'm just curious. I chose the same ending as last time because oh, wow. I so I so it's so strongly what I would do in real life is I have to have the new experience. So I digitized myself and transcended to becoming oh. an AI, which is what I would really do Interesting. and what I will always choose. <laughs> wow. How about you? I did not do that because that sounded horrifying to me. It was weird to me that, that Johnny wanted it at the end. That was strange. Um, 
I chose to live what remains of my life with Pan Am. Um, I thought the mm-hmm. Pan Am storyline and joining her crew was the most redeeming narrative piece of cyberpunk. Uh, the fact that they found a family and that there is a family there uh, was really uh, meaningful, you know, and her, and she mm-hmm. and your relationship with her felt very meaningful. And her and Saul. Yeah. And Saul, an correct. arc there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and like they, both you and her are people who are desperate to find a family and you do. And it, and it definitely doesn't feel like a, just the, we're both hot and we like each other. Like this feels like a good match. I thought, um, so I chose to live the, I think, what do they say? Six months or whatever that you have left with her. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, maybe there's a cure somewhere in Arizona. I like to think there is. So, uh, it does, by the way, you end up getting into third person for the first time in the game at the end, mm-hmm. uh, where like, like the last cutscene with her and you, like you're watching it from a, third person perspective and it's like oh man that was the face i had this whole game i keep forgetting <laughs> i look like a maniac you know uh, oh i didn't because yeah. as always i use photo mode obsessively and pose okay. a lot that's funny i will be releasing all by the way check me out on twitter at swaim underscore corp because definitely the day this episode comes out there will be a bunch of fresh oh, photo cool. modes so you can see how my journey was this new this second time through and yeah, well and i, and- I chronicled the whole thing that's that's awesome. Check my Twitter out at the Real Gans because I just don't want to be left out, man. Okay. <laughs> I need okay. I need a digital family too, man. Uh, yeah. So here we are. Are you ready to pass that final checkpoint? Let's do it. All right. So uh, Johnny tells us he takes some of these pills. It's not the Matrix. Just take one of these two sets of pills though, and uh, make a decision from this rooftop about how this game will end. And uh, oh yeah, there is a there's also an Easter egg I noticed this time, not last time, where an agent comes into a room and goes, Mr. Silverhand. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, ah, yeah, the thing. That's right. He is Neo. I forgot Mm -hmm. Uh, if this game would let me forget, but it didn't. Uh, Although, also, by the way, before I say anything else, if you choose the Corpo ending, get ready for Sad Town because the Corpo endings are all heinous and miserable. And Mm -hmm. I did it the first time and I'll never do it again. Um, Okay, keep or delete. Michael Swaim, are you deleting or are you keeping? I'll be very respectfully deleting this, Adam. Uh, As you probably could have anticipated by the shape of my argument, I think it's a very fine game. It's a fine game. There's fine games on both sides. And and I stand by that. And I just think uh, that the Celestial hard drive is something very special to me, and it's quite a high bar. So there's no no shade thrown against cyberpunk for twice failing to reach that high bar. I just don't think it has that air of magic about it that really propels it to the celestial hard drive. No. Yeah. Uh, good game though. I really wish I could justify keeping it. I really liked playing it. I really, really enjoyed playing it. Um, I do think there's a better game to be made out of these pieces. Um, by the way, CDPR you guys are awesome. I really want you to succeed and make the version of this game that we all know you can do. Um, the launch was a problem. I don't want to diminish that. I know some people will be angry forever about the launch. The launch is does sort of speak to uh, a corporation being more driven by money than by the art form they're working in. And I think that's the real content of that outrage. And I think people were right to be outraged about that. Um, 
in as much as we can be mad about a video game. I think that it's reasonable to be upset about it. Um, it's still a beautiful game. I can't recommend it, or I can't recommend it enough if you haven't played it. Please go play it. You'll really enjoy it if you're willing to give them any money. Um, but I still have to delete it, unfortunately. So, in one way of looking at it, this episode was a complete waste of time. Um, (laughs) And if you look at it that way, you can check out all our other podcasts over at patreon.com slash smallbeans, where we have podcasts on everything from film to film through a different lens to uh intersectional social justice issues Ooh. Oh. depression healing and trauma uh film through yet a third lens directing that's um, right stuff like that a lot of deep dives into things we enjoy which tend to be film literature other stuff um check it out Absolutely. was that the right time to do that adam i thought it felt right i thought it was uh okay, although i'm mortally wounded that you think this conversation between us about this beautiful game is a waste of time because I'll never I think said that. in one way of looking at it that is not my view. That's my right. My view the is wrong that way. it was about the journey. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying these idiots listening probably don't understand how great the thing they just experienced was. That's right. Uh, that's completely accurate. Hey, but mm-hmm. uh, sometimes you and I are going to cover games that we both feel right at <laughs> like the outset. and delete. Yeah, right. yeah, or that we both feel at the outset, yeah, th- this game doesn't really have the best chance of getting on the hard drive, but we're interested in the discussion. So I don't mm-hmm. want everyone to think that uh, the only time we'll cover a game is just because it has a, the best shot at being on the hard drive, because some of them don't. Oh, right, because yeah. then we could jump ahead and curate what we think will make it and be done very right. quickly. And, and that's not we don't want to do that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, until next time, Machum. All right, you gangoon. <laughs> Ciao. Work complete. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 